0: You may have seen from the Facebook page, we are going to be partnering with uh Chingo's Tacos, one of the best places to grab tacos in town.
1: <laughs> but hey, hold up, it's okay. chingons. You Chingon.
0: said chingons.
1: You said chingons. <laughs> Wait, how are you explain what it's chingons tacos? Yeah, how you excited? Well, I mean, I've, I've dated plenty of Hispanic women in my
0: life, so you know, okay. I know, um, what doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got it's got it.
1: chingons tacos.
0: Chingons. Okay, well, we're partnering oh. with. Goins here, and uh, and they are going to be uh, doing a little project with us, uh, kind of getting you guys to maybe share the page a little bit more and uh, all that good stuff. Well, we are going to be giving away, and uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, I still got to bounce some ideas off of Ogens, but we have two $25 meal vouchers to give away uh, through the Putnam Beat Facebook page, so we will be uh, working on that, and in the meantime. Again, go down there, get yourself some good tacos, uh, Mexican food, awesome, authentic stuff, tortas, all that good stuff, burritos, but they also have really cool meals. Like if you're going on the low carb lifestyle, they have cheese tortillas, tortillas, completely made out of cheese, no carbs can uh, really grub down those telling you, or they have hot Cheeto tortillas, which are like tortillas completely made out of hot Cheetos. I don't know how they do it, but their food is really good. They have a lot of, uh really interesting spins on, on traditional dishes. So, you know, get down there, you're going to get your tacos and who's, on Tuesday. And who's,
1: the and, owner, and, who's the, and who's the owner of Chingon's Tacos?
0: That would be, uh, Isaiah's good friend Isaiah. of mine. Okay. Nice guy. Uh, very good family, man. Oh, Isaiah, mean, if you're watching. Uh, a lot of the time they, time they, they travel and, um, uh, they go to a lot of restaurants, you know, to try out and get new ideas and they kind of bring that back with them to Porterville. So, you know, you get a little bit of taste of uh, the whole state if you eat there. Really good food, so go down and support them. Great people, and yeah, we're excited to have a partner. You know, it's our first time we got to do something like this, so you know we're gonna make the best of it. And uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be awesome to have you know help support I mean, a local yeah. business. You know what I think?
1: Girl. It's always good. Like I like I said many times on the on on this podcast that it's good to support local businesses. And if we could partner with local businesses and get you know we can help you know get get the word out, they get the word out about us, and we can help each other out. It's always a good you know what I mean? You can benefit from each other. And also, yep. like that, who I mean, they I've, I've never been, but I do know a lot of people that eat there and they say it's really good, really good Mexican food. So.
0: Yeah, they have a great social media presence, too. They're always posting up stuff. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to go to their page, follow them. I tagged them in the most recent post. And if you get to the place and you're not sure, is this the right one? There's actually a lovely Putnam Beat poster right there on the door, and it can tell you all of the uh, spots where you can find our podcast at. Uh, you know, most recently, we're trying to get on new platforms every day. I know there was a listener that mentioned uh, Stitcher as a, as a platform that we should look into. So, you know, we're going to definitely do that. Uh, we are liking the video stuff too. So we're going to try to keep that going on Facebook watch as well. And, you know, we're up on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. Well, anyway, let's get back to the news here. We're getting to some local stories. You know, we always like to kick off the Putnam beat. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our neighboring city over in Larry, a great town. You know, uh, I worked there. Can't complain. We had Carlton Jones on in the past who had served on the council, few years back. Um, Anyway, we're going to talk about what they're doing in terms of poverty alleviation and how they're really going to be setting the standard for what this county does going forward. Uh, That's because the Tulare Lighthouse Rescue Mission is in a partnership with the city of Tulare to bring 288 square foot homes to the community, creating a village that expects to house at least 16 homeless people by the end of the month. And this is going to be over on H Street. This is where they're putting the first one. Um, the overseer of the project, David Clevenger, he remarked that his faith is the biggest driver and stated that his direction for addressing poverty is made pretty clear as a Christian and echo, echoing the parts of the gospel that call us to love our neighbors as ourselves. What, what,
1: is, what is what is the... Um, is, is Tulare have a very high uh, homelessness rate? A very high yeah, poverty rate
0: okay definitely, definitely does they I'm probably, pretty
1: sure this whole this whole area you know central valley you know kind of yeah. high pop high homelessness rate okay so that right. that's that's amazing so they're gonna put they're gonna they're gonna basically have a lot where they're gonna build homes for the homeless and and, yeah. do, the, and do the homeless have to pay for these or
0: no no these are gonna be completely uh, free uh, completely um you know they might they might have to follow like a certain guideline to stay so, in the area
1: so, so how where do they go to sign up is there an application process do they have to sign up for it how does it work you, do you have any information I, about that
0: right you know i didn't actually get any information on that end of how to sign up i know that the, what they're talking is getting 16 people in there by the end of this month and this is just the first project It's over on 8th street uh, and they plan to have a, um, a few more what the the owner is calling these is uh pocket villages so okay. he's to put these in around the city. And if it, in Tulare, actually, there's a lot of areas.
1: Oh, so they're going to do it in different areas of the city. Basically. Right.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and a lot of different homeless encampments in Tulare. A lot of the um, walking trips, for example, if you try to go down them, there's just a lot of tents. A lot of young people, a lot of people that are just down on their luck, that, you know, they're homeless and they're uh, dealing with that. So this guy, uh, Dave Kleffinger, he he kind of set this ball into motion uh, leading the Tulare Lighthouse Rescue Mission and eventually the city of Tulare saw what they were trying to do and uh, they had actually gotten a grant from the federal government to tackle homelessness so they're uh, putting forth an $80,000 grant uh, giving this to the Tulare Lighthouse Rescue Mission to help with the cost of uh, getting some housing going and getting a few more of these pocket villages up off the ground. Um, They're, you know, they didn't have a time frame for how long it's going to take to install all of these villages, but again, they're uh, moving uh, to put people in homes as they build, so they have 16 spots that they're hoping to fill by the end of the month, and uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine you could reach out to the Tulare Lighthouse Rescue Mission and kind of get more information on how to apply or how to get into one of these homes, or how to help somebody. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, of good talk coming from this. So uh, proponents are also saying that this will help law enforcement and homeless people facilitate better relationships with each other because right now what you're being a lot of is there's a lot of uh, confrontations there there's a lot of um, limitations that the police have on how much they can actually do about homeless people in public because the federal courts have mandated that we cannot remove encampments in public places. So instead of being in a public place where you know there's not necessarily any shelter, or um anything like that they, they can actually go to these homes, these little pocket villages and be able to stay you know have some dignity and be able to stay in a home it's um, looking at 288 square feet yeah that's that's pretty good for you know just having a little house for you and I, I would imagine that's a lot better than the street so it's pretty amazing that they were able to accomplish that and uh, I'm, just,
1: I'm, I'm just curious how they're gonna like how they're gonna DV it up is I'm it, guess it's gonna be first come first serve. Hey, like right. I'm just curious how they're going to make all the inner workings to make this happen you know I know they can build the houses but who gets it who's going to live you know what I mean I just I'm curious to know how they're going to do all that because yeah it's you know, be a, it's, it's a awesome. great idea but yeah you know sure. are they gonna are they gonna go down there and be like hey we have houses for you guys hey you know like you know what are they gonna do you know to get it right now and how are they gonna make sure each homeless person can have their own house how many people can be in it it's 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 a lot of it's a great idea, but I'm just curious about how all the inner workings
0: are going to play out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of a uh, lot of spots there that they're going to have to work out. But I think getting that, uh, getting something, the, getting the ball rolling on something, getting uh, homes out there for people to be able to stay in—that's all positive. On, so... I had to turn my fan off. Did you hear my fan? <laughs> no, no. I, I think it was good.
1: Oh, okay, well, I just want to check out. Okay, but yeah, so, so I think that'll be good for uh, the homeless. Yeah, I think it'll be good.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, and, and yeah, so hopefully we can see more of those projects. And, and who did you
1: say was the one that was getting the ball rolling on it?
0: Oh, so that that was going to be uh, Dave Clevenger. Dave, uh, Dave Clevenger. He's he's Clevenger. the one starting. Is that the, oh. is that
1: the one that does Clevenger the the auto auto uh, the uh, car car dealership?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I I, ju- I just know that he is the current overseer of the project, and he's the one that's uh, in charge of the Tulare White Lighthouse Rescue Mission right now. Um, and, and again, you know, a, a Christian man. Apparently, he he's talking about how his faith is what drives him to do. Uh huh.
1: Hello. sorry about that folks we had some technical difficulties we are back now um we were talking about dave clevenger and how he's gonna he wants to uh, start the initiative to build these homes for the homeless if you want to look him up he has a facebook he has a linkedin he has a venmo and he has youtube dave is his website he's a ceo and he's a um, house developer and he wants to inspire people to level up i created opportunities for people are inspired to level up that's his slogan i like it dave hopefully we can get him on the show so he can talk more about this because I'm more interested about how are we gonna make this happen. I know building the homes, that's the easy part, but how are we gonna filter these veterans in? How are we I'm not veterans, <laughs> that's where my brain's at homeless veterans veterans, which we need to do okay. better by as a country. I'm just saying. But homelessness and how we could get these homeless, homeless in the houses, who's gonna be there, how many people can stay in the house, things of that nature. And right. that's to make sure, you know, make sure they have a yard for the dog because you know, most homeless have dogs because you know that, so yes so that would be very great so I'm um, hopefully we can we can get him on the show for that.
0: Yeah definitely would love to sit down uh and talk with him and I think it's a great project that he's doing. Exactly. Now, yeah. Next up we we do have this is a story that we covered uh before on the program. Uh we're talking about the passing of two local heroes. Hurt- oh, yes. Hurt-
1: yes, we covered Hurt- it many times. Yes.
0: Right. And uh, and Captain Raymond Figueroa, they both lost their lives when the Porterville library went up in flames. And um, we, we do have a, a bit of a heartwarming update here. Thanks to efforts made by State Senator Melissa Hurtado, a portion of Porterville's Highway 65 will be renamed to honor the firefighters, uh, which is a huge thing. I mean, that's that's great for their families. They need,
1: they need to rebuild the library and name it after them, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I was going to say this is a remarkable accomplishment and a, a props to State Senator Hurtado for getting things done uh, for her community. I mean, there's another state rep that we don't have to mention, and he would rather complain on Facebook than get things done for his community. I, I can think of some additional ways to honor them, though. Uh, things Wait, I was thinking. Hold
1: on. Wait, there's a there. Wait, who, who are you
0: talking? About? Oh, you know, he knows who he is.
1: But, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> okay. You know what? Hey, hey, hey. Protect the brand, I guess. Protect the brand. <laughs> <But> can we can't <laughs> be allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, because you know when you you gotta say allegedly so you don't get sued. That's, right. that's the word that I say when it's like, oh, allegedly. Okay, got you.
0: Right. Well, I I can definitely think of other ways to honor them though. That would be a lot more. I would meaning. love for them to rebuild the
1: library and name it after them. I think that'd be and yeah. then and then rename it after them and then have like a little like a wing not well enough you named the library whole library okay you wouldn't need a wing but i'm just saying i don't know something you know like i don't know maybe have like a firefighter day where the firefighters come and they and the kids got like you know how you do to school but for the library because it's named after them and you have the kids come on a summer day and they get to shoot the whole i don't know just you know little things like that they get to paint the picture of a firefighter and i think that would be great something like that to honor them because man we gotta th- these guys lost their lives bro Two kids acting stupid burned yeah. down the library. Yep. Like it made national news like it's crazy to me. Like they burned down the library. Yeah, no, I, I but,
0: think like, definitely like WTF, like for real? The, the right. whole library? Like it's just it boggles my mind, man.
1: It just boggles well, and, my
0: mind. And that's that's huge, right? That would be huge to rebuild the library and name it after them in their honor. That would be uh, no the highway like, cool. I'm just saying I would love for the library to be named after them. That's just what I think. <laughs> should happen. Definitely, um, but I—I I mean, I was thinking too. We could establish a scholarship in their name at Portugal College, uh, you know, so that other people that want to go into the fire academy and make the same lines of sacrifice, maybe they'll have an opportunity to get their education paid for in the name of people that laid down.
1: Give credit, bro. Like we give cops credit, which 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 we should. But firefighters, we got to give them credit too, man. It's a fire that is blazing. It's hot. Like and they yeah. gotta go in there with all that gear on, find people, rescue people, put out the fire. Things are beams are fought. Fall- like, I just I honestly feel like firefighters don't get enough credit. I really don't. I really don't. I really right. But they 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 risk their lives just as much as police officers as like I just they don't get enough credit. I've always felt like that,
0: you know. Yeah, and, and this is literally I feel like are the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> For real. Like I just feel like they need more credit, but sorry, continue. No, no, I, I definitely, and yeah, I saw, so yeah, again, setting up a scholarship in their name for the Porterville College Fire Academy, I think that would be a great way to go to honor their memory as well. Uh, and, and, you know, this is really the least that the city could do, after, considering the negligence on their part with the city library. Uh, I mean, you got to think this library had hundreds of kids, you know, almost every day. Oh, of and, yeah, yeah. Um, and they never at one point thought that maybe they should update the infrastructure for public buildings in that library right Mm -hmm. i mean to build a a building like that you've got to have fire infrastructure you have to have sprinklers put in place it's a state law you have to it's mandated Mm -hmm. right the porterville never at any time had felt that the kids lives uh, were worth installing sprinklers i'd imagine they never put in those modern infrastructure changes they never even tried they never went after any grants for it um and you know again i I mean people don't want to hear this but ultimately what would have made the city fire department's job a lot easier is if they had sprinklers in place in the library i mean if wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i'm listening
1: you wait okay (laughs) i guess i got lost in the sauce you mean to tell me they didn't update. They didn't. They. I know they didn't update the building, but they didn't have sprinkler systems. They didn't have. They, didn't, they, they were. They should have updated the building. The building's been the same since 1950 or however, was.
0: Had some changes, but they never installed sprinklers. They never installed any fire infrastructure that could have. Uh, I don't know if I want to say invented the fire, but it could have slowed the spread and it could made it fire- slowed it. Yeah.
1: It could I have mean- slowed it. It could have. Every little bit that could have helped would have helped. And you mean to tell me that? man i never do
0: that yeah no, i, I that guess irritates it
1: just... me, that irritates me now yeah the pity, yeah. The pity of those two kids the, the dumbassness of those two kids and the fact that they didn't they didn't they didn't have the building i wouldn't say up to code because it was up to code it's still open but they didn't have they didn't do the little small things that could have slowed the fire down You're right did, just, they even have, if, did they have a fire extinguisher in that bitch
0: i'm did sure I, they have a um, fire extinguisher um, right? they
1: have, did they have a fire extinguisher in there
0: you know, the way that they got around the sprinklers was just the fact that even though modern buildings, when you build them, they are required by state law to have it. Uh, old buildings apparently. They don't
1: because, it, because they, you know that law where it goes, if you're built after this is this, you need to have blah, 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 blah. But if you're built before this, you don't need it. It's, it's the same with a lot of things in life. So, yeah.
0: Right. So that, that was their excuse for it. But ultimately, you had so many kids going in there every day. You had so many people. It's just common sense that you would want to install a sprinkler system but the city decided as they often do to choose the path of negligence instead yes it may have cost these two firefighters their lives so it's really the least to do uh you know eventually we will rebuild the library right and eventually that will get off the ground and uh, obviously when we do we need to make sure it has all this fire infrastructure uh in place that's literally the least we can do that if some kid is playing with a lighter in the, the library again it's not gonna cost us our library for the mm-hmm. entirety right mm-hmm. yeah another area that they could have done better at is uh had hired more library staff because you know that was a that was an area that often had to fight for funding and they just didn't have the resources they didn't have access to um to, you know the staff needed to monitor all these kids to look after people. I mean, a lot of these kids weren't with their parents. They were just hanging out, that kind of thing, which is totally fine. We don't want to say that all kids are going to do stuff like this, but just having adults present and having, you know, hanging out around the computers, wherever, that's going to go a long way in the future. So I would say that when we are looking at our library, funding it more is, again, something that we we could do, have more staff, more Mm -hmm. boots on the ground, as they would say. And, you know, ultimately, maybe we can prevent stuff like this from even happening Mm -hmm. and hopefully so I mean that's that's the idea anyway um but again props up to uh Senator Melissa Hurtado she is taking steps to get things done for her community and that's more than can be said for most politicians so
1: yes
0: that's huge and uh you know hopefully the city of Porterville does better because I think we deserve better ultimately so we'll see future holds in that regard, but yes, a portion of Porterville's Highway 65 will be named after these two brave heroes that lost their lives to put out the fire. And ultimately, I think that is a—I would call that a good day to get that done. So the win, the win. definitely. All right. Uh, of course, we got to jump into national stories here, um, and one of the biggest stories we have pertains to uh, President Biden and what he's been calling for. So. Uh, Joe Biden is calling for all Afghanistan-deployed um, soldiers, U.S. soldiers, to be removed um, by 9-11-2021. He's giving that date. Now, I was talking about why would you choose 9-11? I,
1: uh, I mean, I, think- I, get, I get why he's choosing that date. I get it. It's it's 9-11. This is, it all started on that day. So he wants it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Why would he choose it? I I mean, it's kind of stupid, but. I mean, that's, I mean, I get why he's doing it, but I just don't think that, that date, I get why he's doing it, but I just think that date is kind of like, why would you use that date? It's like, cause it's, it's a day of tragedy. You know what I mean? So why would you want to use that day? But I get why he's doing it because that's when it all started. So yeah.
0: Kind of the closing of the chapter, I yeah, guess. Kind of, exactly. Yes. Which, yeah. which a, long, a long chapter, which, by which, the way. Which, and it, 20 years. 20 years. Legit 20 years. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this is the longest war that um, that America has ever been in. Um, this is uh, again kicked off by 9/11. It, we actually went to war in October of 2001. That's when everything started. and uh, since then it's claimed an estimated 2,300 and uh, you know six service members in Afghanistan alone, not talking about the total war on I was terror. To say, that's
1: it. I thought it' would be a lot more.
0: No, and then uh, another 20,000 were wounded in um, Afghanistan. Okay, okay. okay. Definitely, uh, and people have called it a forever war. Uh, you've it, had- it's
1: crazy, because, it's crazy because I'm like, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy because it's like, why are we still there? You know what I mean? Like, why are we still there? I've always wondered that. And sometimes you forget, like I'm pretty sure there's people now that, I mean, 20 years, man, 20. Somebody's 20 right now. When the war started, they right. were born. How, or they were a child. And now they're, it's cr- like, well, oh, man, I was, shoot, I was 14, 15 when the war started. Oh, right. my gosh. I was just yeah, Wow, <laughs> yes, yes. Wild. Over there, yeah. myself being scared to like, oh, crap, they're going to draft me. <laughs> but yeah, this is crazy, man, it's crazy. But continue, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, no, uh, so, I mean, this is something to note, the past two presidential administrations Trump and Obama, they both had set out to end the war in Afghanistan. They said that was something they wanted to do, was bring all the troops back home, that we weren't really and and They never did. They never were able to get it done. Joe Biden says he's going to get it done um, by 9-11. And they actually, um, he he already has been in contact with NATO, and NATO is going to be removing 7,000 joint forces uh, in Afghanistan by May 1st so they're already starting to bring some people back home um and, and you know this was actually a goal set by the Trump administration if they were to get a second term too they wow. said by may 1st they were going to take everybody out so i mean by Bi- biden's at least starting it by may 1st and he says by 9/11 so we'll see what happens. okay um uh but i mean joe said he he put it this way that he is the fourth president to preside over this war. He said, two Democrats, two Republicans. Uh, he's not going to be passing it to a fifth, is what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And his remarks uh, have drawn support from across the political spectrum. Uh, you have people like uh, libertarian leaning Republicans like Ron Paul, old school, not even Rand Paul. Um, Ron Paul, he applauded this and, um, and said that yeah, Ron Ron's the old, is the father, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. He, Longtime senator, you know, optometrist, yeah. same dude. Wait, 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 Very-
1: wait. So Ron was the, was was the doctor? Just just like his? I mean, I, I know Rand was his son, yeah. but Ron, yeah. Ron, was a doctor that, too. I never knew yeah. that. I knew he was a senator, but I didn't know he. Was, I, I didn't know he was a doctor as well. I knew Rand yeah. was. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Doc- that's cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, uh, but anyway, um, um doctors make ter- ter- terrible politicians. So I'm just. <laughs>
0: Big Carson,
1: Rand Paul, Ron Paul, they're
0: all terrible, so, but anyway, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, um, so, so you have, um, again, he had got from Ron Paul uh, saying, and Ron Paul's been saying this for a long time, that basically, you know, there's no point in us being there. The second that we leave, things are just going to go back, so any progress that we make is, that was his argument, even before the war had started um but he so you have the libertarians kind of giving him props for this you also have really left-leaning uh people in his party the people that don't but everybody
1: to... but everybody should be giving him props though because we shouldn't be there anymore you know what i mean like i we, see like honestly what are we still doing over there can somebody give yeah. me a good reason why we're still over there
0: well the, their argument is that if you um <laughs> If you leave, then you're just going to be letting Al-Qaeda move in, the Taliban move in. You know, they're going to be just business as usual. How the fuck
1: is that our problem? Like, real talk. I know America wants to be the freaking white savior and the the white
0: Jesus and all this stuff. But come on, let's be real, though. Like, that's their problem. A lot of the the messed up parts about the Middle East are because of the U.S., though. During the Cold War, you know, we moved in there. A lot in this world is, is by the U.S.
1: being messed up. Let's be real. A lot of it has to do with the U.S. being messed up and doing stupid,
0: dumb stuff. I mean, we were selling arms to the terrorists and the government.
1: Yes, yes. We were selling arms to Bin Laden. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, oh, man, we got so many problems over here that we need to take care of. We don't need to be worrying about the Middle East. I I get it. We want to be the savior, but at the end of the day,
0: that I mean, that's their problem. Hey, folks, this is coming from a veteran. Just throwing that out there. I'm just, but I mean, I'm just. I mean, come on, people. Common
1: sense. Like it's their problem. Like why? Why we gotta? I'm not like we have enough. We have enough. Pro- as a as a Black American, as a veteran, we had enough. As a, as a veteran, who's there's millions of homeless. Not millions, but thousands of homeless. Veterans that should always be protected, should always have a place to stay, should never be on the streets. As a black man who's scared of the police, legit scared of the police, because I don't know what's gonna happen when I walk out the door. Drive, I drive to Bakersfield, an hour there, an hour back. Bakersfield, most conservative city, pretty racist, but I don't know what's gonna happen there. I'm scared to, 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 when I'm there, and I'm like, oh, every time I see a cop, I'm scared. So we got enough problems over here. So let's. Like let's let's withdraw these troops from Afghanistan who get killed for no damn reason, and bring them the fuck home. Like,
0: come on. Yeah, no, I get it for sure. Bring them home, like damn. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Again, on the right and left, a lot of people are supporting. Like exactly what you're saying. Common sense. Bring these guys home. There's no reason. Oh, to- there's
1: no reason that they should. I'm sitting here like when you said it. I'm like, wait, we still have troops in Afghanistan.
0: Right. But like, but not
1: because we we're supposed to be ever since the we bomber we're supposed to be pulling these people back. So I'm thinking, oh, we probably don't have no troops there anymore. And then you tell me, oh, they're gonna we still got them there?
0: It just bombs, yeah, man. Uh bomb if decency, man. Come correctly, on. I believe we have we currently have about 30 uh thousand troops there right now. Bring them still, home. Bring them Yeah. Home. Um, but yeah, you know, not everyone feels that way though. I mean, you have uh people like Um, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, he is rebuking Biden for this. And he's saying that this is going to cause inevitable instability within the region. I mean, because the region is so stable right now, right? That's why we're there. Even when
1: we were there, it's, I mean, it's still unstable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Currently
1: you haven't set set up a government. You haven't set up a, like, it's still unstable.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm
1: going to go cry to his boyfriend about, I mean, uh, tell Lindsey (laughs) tell Graham that he needs to calm down and that the country it's already unstable regardless if we're there or not it's still gonna be unstable
0: well i think if lindsey graham feels so strongly about going to war with afghanistan maybe it should be him on the ground instead of
1: exactly exactly
0: you know it's always these rich guys that send the poor kids to war
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all what
1: song, was, what song is it that the um that you told me about that the it was a rock rock was a rock group that 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 sang a song about the the older white out the 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 old always send the the young or the rich always sending the, uh, the poor to fight the war?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who, I was thinking that was John Lennon actually. Who, was it
1: John Lennon? I could have sworn you told me it was another band that actually sang a song about it. I just can't remember. You did tell me that one time
0: though. Right. I'm sure I did. It could have been the Clash. Could have been the Clash actually. It, uh, no, I think
1: it might have been them. But yeah, I remember hearing. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like. Like, I, I just don't like it. It's like, oh, we still need to stay there, blah, blah. blah. Well, then take your ass over there. It's uh, it's always the peak like, did Lindsey Graham serve in the military? No, he did not, right? He didn't, right?
0: No, not the, I don't think so.
1: No. Tell people how to, yeah. He's like a sports analyst that never played the game, just want to be telling people <laughs> what they're doing wrong. So,
0: hate, hate that, yeah. Yep. 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 By the way, Jonathan is live from Lake Success right now. It looks beautiful this time of year, right? I'm
1: here right. with the sun, the palm trees. Um, am living life, you know what I mean? Just, just yeah. enjoying it, people, just enjoying life. Thank you.
0: There he is. All right, ne- next up, still sticking with the national news here. Um, in South Korea, the Earth's two largest contributors in carbon emissions, they're getting together for a agreements on um, curbing pollution and its practices. So after two days of what John Kerry calls intense negotiations, uh, the John Kerry, the current Secretary of State, by the way, I should I guess use his title. Now he he uh, has said that they're uh, he's pleased to announce that the two countries are going to be coming together uh, to tackle the climate Wait, crisis.
1: Who did, say, who did you say right now? John Kerry. That is a name I have not heard in a long time. He's kind I, of behind. I have a soft spot for John Kerry, and I'm going to tell you why. That was the first man ever – that was the first time I ever voted. and I okay. for John Kerry. So I have a soft spot for John Kerry. I just wanted to throw – out there. I not mean – I don't know. But I just – I have a soft spot for John Kerry, so every time I hear his name, I'm like, ah,
0: John. But, yeah, so, yeah. That was I'm glad spot. he's well, you know? Huh? Yeah, I'm glad he's doing well. He kind of went yeah. from – of, he, he went very obscure, huh? He just kind of faded in the background. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, I mean, that.
1: I was gonna say, I guess that's what you do when you're a political opponent. If you lose, you fade in the background. But not everybody. Mitt Romney didn't fade. Um, um, Hillary didn't fade. You know. But I'm saying, like, he kind of just faded and kind of just,
0: you know, oh,
1: even, yeah. even even the other um, even um, who's the other John? Who's the other John that turned that? Who's the other John that he ran with? John. It was John Kerry and then John. Edward? yes yeah 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 he didn't fade but but John Kerry kind of just faded a little bit huh
0: he yeah did. I think he kind of went to the diploma the diplomacy side of it kind of got more into the and he was a veteran right
1: huh
0: he was a veteran right yeah oh yeah okay okay yeah and now he's uh he's a secretary of state he served as uh secretary of state under Obama as well um yeah I knew
1: that I knew that but yeah he kind of just faded a little bit so you kind of he'll pop up here and there you mentioned him a few times on the show. He'll pop up here and there, but it's kind of like he just kind of fades away. But yeah, I, he—I I, I re- just—I have a soft sauce for him because that's my guy.
0: Right. I wrote You're him. So- he, lost. he lost,
1: but it's okay. Yeah.
0: On on the new neoliberal side, he's kind of what you would equate to Henry Kissinger. Now he's the guy that's um, making all the deals, having all the the backroom meetings, but he's not the one that gets the recognition. Right? It's going to be the president that ultimately gets. You know,
1: which I thought was interesting because a lot of Republicans thought he was like kind of a pussy. And I'm thinking to myself like, but this man went to war and your guy, um, Bush, didn't go to war because he was rich and scared. But I just, it's always funny to me. Republicans always try to be moving the goalposts, don't they? Okay? It's funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, continue. Go ahead. So what did he say? He said that, what was it? So, so that the they're uh, coming together on the climate crisis with the seriousness and urgency that it demands. Um, well, China has been the largest polluter in the world. Uh, the US isn't too far behind them. So, China contributed 33% of the world's carbon emissions on their own. Um, the US accounts for 13% of the world's carbon emissions. So, you know, yeah, we're still 20% behind them. But um, I, I mean, if you look at the entire world, we're the top two contributors to climate change, to global warming, right? Um, so they're, they're talking about coming together. And this announcement was made um, with very few commitments. So there's nothing that they really said that they're going to do that they laid out. But what's actually going to be happening next week is uh, President Biden is going to be hosting a climate crisis um, summit. Mm-hmm. And he's invited all the countries and he's wanting China to take a leadership role on this, too. So he, what he's saying is maybe China and the U.S. can't come together on X, Y and Z. But maybe on this environment issue, this is where we can we can we can
1: yeah they can come together and work together. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So that's going to be starting kicking off next week on Earth Day, Um, and so President Xi of China he he feels kind of lukewarm about this whole thing. Um, What he's saying that it's going to be hard for him to commit to. a country of uh, of 1.1 billion following a climate goal of any kind mm-hmm. uh, and many experts believe that his tone kind of changed along with the trump administration because what we saw under president trump we saw the u.s walk away from the paris agreement from a lot of these climate related environmental issues and deals oh, um okay yeah you know, and the U.S.'s role in climate policy was about as fleeting as his as Trump's hairline was. I mean, <laughs> you no. Know? Uh, so it, what seems to be happening is Obama signs a climate agreement, Trump rolls it back, Biden gets back in there, he he signs it again. So it's like you're going, you keep going back and forth. No progress can ever be made. I, I think what ultimately needs to happen is is we need to stop making this uh, a partisan issue because if it stays a political issue then when yeah i don't know president tucker carlson when he gets in there someday he's oh, going to be all of the angry frat boy progress right you know what
1: i shouldn't be mad at tucker because he took some stance that i actually agree with he's actually kind of fought back on certain things certain issues i'm yeah. like okay yeah. tucker i see but he's still a, he's still a drunken frat boy he's reminding awesome. me
0: of a frat boy he oh he just he gets on my nerves but, uh, preparation but yeah. He actually, he said corporations need to be taxed more and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's
1: certain things where he said, or I'm like, okay, I mess with you, but you're still an idiot and a fraulein. Yeah.
0: I like to think those are the moments where he's had like a keystone light and he's, you know, relaxed a little bit and he's yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> Did you say a keystone? Yeah, you know, keystone. Huh? You the drink. Yeah, the keystone. Tucker's that poor. We
1: gotta have a keystone. He never forgets his roots, right? He never forgets his roots, though.
0: He, he looked like he born in the trailer park. He could be a scotch guy. I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know, Keystone Scotch. Man.
0: What what do they drink in college these days? Modelo? I don't know.
1: I You know what? I don't Uh, No, it's not. I mean, these college kids now are spoiled. So they probably they get the highest price, ritzy stuff. Modelo. They drink the Stella Ortois. Oh,
0: okay. And the Heineken's. The Heineken's. Yeah, I like Heineken. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Put a lime in it. It's pretty good. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think, again, stop making science a political issue, uh, with, whether it's the environment, coronavirus, whatever it is. It's not... It's science. I would say it's,
1: it's interesting that, that, that we always... We, science is a political issue. Like, we're supposed to listen to scientists. Like, they, they study this stuff. Like, and then when people are like, oh, blah, 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 like, I'm not going to listen to him because I'm like, really? He's a scientist? He, like, I, I just don't get why we make it political both sides should listen to scientists because they're the ones that do years of research on these things and they study these things. You know what I mean? So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens there with the environmental agreements. I'm not, you know, super pumped about it because ultimately again, it doesn't hold that much weight when the next guy can just come in and rip up the agreement. You know, uh, I, I think we're going to have to start looking to our Congress to kind of, Build up environmental protections, uh, maybe to these big businesses instead of uh, continuing to subsidize oil. We subsidize green energy instead, and, you know. Taking these kinds of steps in our own country, I think that will be a better indication to the rest of the world. Oh, the U.S. is on it now. Okay, time to time to get going. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll we'll kind of see that rollout. Um, but anyway, that's all I really got for national. So, uh, Ogan's, what do you got? Oh, we're not, oh, I was going to say, Um. so did we talk about uh, Deontay,
1: Deontay, um, Deontay Wright? Did we talk about that story?
0: We did not mention
1: that. No, you... Oh, we didn't talk about that last, we didn't talk about that? Did, no. You, you've seen it, what do you think about it?
0: Well, I, you saw, I will say one of the points that stuck out to me is that what I had read from the interviews with the officer, he was saying that the, that the kid never put his hands up that he was resisting arrest, this and that. And then come to find out from the body cam footage, you see him walking out with his hands up. Right? Are we talking about the same case? Oh, wait, wait, no. Dante Wright is a black kid in Minnesota. Oh, so you're talking about the, the traffic stop?
1: Yes, yeah. Wait, wait, which one were you? God, damn. we got to sit here and talk about And there's probably many more we could talk about. We're getting confused on, this, on police shootings that are unjust. Which one were you right. talking Can you talk about the Mexican dude, the Mexican cat?
0: 13-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hold on a him. we We're talking about Dante right? The traffic stop. Okay. okay, okay. You're talking about the traffic stop. So okay. So this is what you can tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I, I heard from. Give me, case. give me
1: your, give me everything that you feel. Give me everything that you got. And I, and, and this is what we do. This is what we do because we, we 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 learn from each other and we sit there and educate the people. So go ahead.
0: So traffic stop right? And he gets he gets pulled over because he has an air freshener in the mirror hanging. Yeah. That's what I heard. Which, That's... Reminds me,
1: which reminds me, I need to take my air freshener off. my Yeah. I
0: actually have I, one. I, I actually don't have know one. the laws, but yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I've never, it's never been an issue for me.
1: Okay. Well, when it becomes an issue for me and I make it out alive, I'm going to come to you and be like, motherfucker, you have an air freshener. I have an air freshener. I got pulled over today. So.
0: Yep. I know. I know. And see, see I've...
1: Even if I do get shot, I need you to, I need you to pull your air freshener up and be like, Hey, I got one in my car. I pass the all the time. Yeah. And, and you gotta, you gotta have my back in the end. You gotta have my back at the end, and and don't just do the whole. He was such a nice, he was such a cool guy. He was a, no, you'd be like he was a badass motherfucker who loved life, loved everybody, and one of the best for people, and was fucking that dude. And you killed him over some motherfucking bullshit. That's what I want you to say, okay? Will, all right, you, go ahead. So, what do you think?
0: All right, so so okay. First of all, terrible law shouldn't even be a law. Who cares about the air freshener? Right? I oh. doesn't make sense in the slightest. But, okay, that's the probable cause. And then they find out that this kid has an outstanding warrant. Okay, he has an outstanding what was warrant. It for? Fine. What was it for? So I did not hear. Uh, what I had heard originally was that it was for not showing up in court for some kind of fine. Okay. Um, and then what I had heard further is that this gentleman's address that the courthouse had was incorrect. So even if they sent him if a letter. They
1: sent him a letter. He did not get
0: it. So, um, okay, again, and, and now this guy, he uh, gets pulled over, the officer is threatening to arrest, this and that, or has him detained, I guess you would say, and he tries to escape, right? He tries to flee, gets back in his car, and the officer says that she, uh, which by the way, a 26-year veteran in the force, um, just throwing that out there first, she says, I'm going to tase you. And she pulls out her taser, which is actually a gun, and shoots him. Apparently, she forgot where her gun was. Um, I don't think that happens to a 26-year-old police force veteran. Um, see, the first, and you can tell these cases are annoying because you can you get a lot of misinformation right away. I actually had uh, Matthew Nanamura, who we have had on the show. Cool guy all around. You know, he's got some hot takes on, oh, on Matthew, his own. Matthew,
1: Matthew's dope. Matthew, if you see this, you're dope. But... Some of your takes, I do have to push back on, but you know, I mean, but like at the end of the day, we can have a
0: conversation and then we go on and have a beer. So. Right. Yeah. Good guy. And he loves salsa and beer. So i mean he's good people, but he hit that on my post, what do you mean a 26 year old veteran? This was a rookie cop. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Look 26. at this.
1: She was 26 years on the force.
0: Yeah. It's like, look at this. No, she wasn't. And, and it's just so sad because when you have this happen, you, you see these crowds rush and make every possible excuse imaginable for the death. Uh, they don't show the same remorse for the, the person that died though, which is interesting. They don't have the same excuses. Um, but it, it, So this guy, he, he ends up getting shot instead and they claim it was a mistake. Now this 26-year-old police veteran, I did some digging into her and she was actually the president of the police union. Yeah,
1: she's the president of the, the police union. And yeah, it was, right. like I said, 26 years on the force. President of the police union, she's been doing it for a long time. She tried to resign. She tried to resign, but the mayor didn't want to take her resignation. I think it's the mayor, yeah, act. the mayor didn't want to take her resignation. She did try to resign though, and because yeah. she wanted to resign and get her pension and all that. But she, but, but the mayor said, "I'm not taking your resignation." No, like
0: she's got a, a second degree charge. So
1: my thing of it is, I think what needs to happen is police need to have more training. We've been saying that they need to have more training, longer training. I honestly, and I've said this many times that I think the police need to go in these communities that the policing. I've seen where cops have, have made a social following on IG or whatever, Facebook, whatever, policing the communities that they're in and being able to talk to these people. I think, I think what it, it, it you know, it's going to take a long time, but so many years of the police distrust by these communities. So when, so when Dante Wright Sees the cops get scared and runs. He's gonna run, okay? He's scared of the cops. It's it's one of those things. And then white people were quick to say, well, they should have been taught to not hate cops. They should have been instilled that cops are there to help. But 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 history has shown us that that's not the case, sir, Mister White Man. So it's a little different. I asked you one time. I talked to about talked about my my homeboy, my my uh, Mexican tattoo artist. And I was like, did you have the talk? He said, yeah, my parents gave me the talk. And I said, I asked, my, I asked my, my, my co-host that I do a podcast with Austin. I said, did your parents have the talk? And he said, what talk? He didn't know what I was talking about. You? He didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, I told him I had the talk because every black parent has to have the talk with their child about the police because of all the years that I can't sit there and tell my daughter, oh, the police are blah, blah, blah. Good. My daughter sees stuff. She watches things. Case in point. We go to Applebee's, we're sitting there, we're eating, we're eating our food. And the waitress, the waitress keeps coming back and I if we're good, which they do whenever, you know, they do that all the time. Right. in every restaurant. You know, what my daughter tells me, Hey dad, why does she keep telling, asking us if we're good? I say, Oh, she just wants to know if we're good because we may need something, honey. That's just how they do. He goes, Oh, I thought it was because we were black. Uh, Nine years old, man. And she has to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Talking to Winter Soldier when they brought the black uh, uh, Captain America. You know what she tells me? Oh, good. I'm glad they added that in there. Uh-huh. She's, learning. She's picking up things, man. Yeah. So I have to teach her. And so it's easy for a white guy on Facebook with, twi- with, with fingers to be like, oh, well, if they just taught them to respect the police and at an early age, this wouldn't be the case. It's different for you than it is for me. You know what I mean? It's different mm-hmm. than it is for me. Austin, awesome. we have this conversation all the time. It's different for you than it is for me. And so I think in this case, and it's always, oh, he was running away, so I shot him. If he's running away, why are you shooting him? Why, if, if a man is running away, I'm not going to chase him down and try to fight If we're in a fight and he runs away, I'm not going to chase him down and try to fight him. Oh, he's gone. And the threat is gone. I'm, ba- I'm backing up and getting the hell out of it. Why am I going to sit there? You, he, Let him drive away. You have his license plate number.
0: Yeah. Right. That's
1: you know who he is. Let him drive away. You can get him on another day. You can get him on another
0: day. You do not think, have to shoot him. This isn't Bonnie what? and Clyde. They get okay, away. There. Hold on, hold
1: on. Even if you want to tase him, you can get him at another day. Like you can get him at another spot. He's a twenty-year-old kid. He's probably scared. You can find him at his mama house somewhere. Right. I'm just saying, like. Even in South Carolina, when they shot us, what's his face in the back? I forgot the dude's name. They shot a, Walter or something. They shot him in the back. You can catch him on another day. They have all the information on 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 the internet, on everything you can find on your database.
0: Yeah, please catch him on they, another day. Like, bro, you have to kill him. They have drones now. I mean, they they can find you. you know what I mean?
1: I don't understand
0: this. They have to to hack your Facebook. They can. Yeah you know, there's ways to find a person that you need to find in the century that's not and not only that even if she was going to taste him you're going to taste someone that's behind the wheel of a car that makes sense
1: exactly exactly
0: I don't know uh, obviously they yeah I guess they were saying you know the, the police are afraid too you know that you have to consider their feelings
1: afraid of a man that's running away you're afraid of a man that's I'm tired, I'm tired of this whole narrative, like, oh, they're journalists pumping, they're scared, blah, blah, blah. You're scared of a man that is running away. He's driving away. He's driving away. Yeah. Walter but, Scott was Walter Scott's He was running away. Tamir Rice had a toy gun and was it was and was walking away. They're walking away and you're gonna shoot them. A lot of stories of motherfuckers walking away and you're going to shoot them for because they're walking away.
0: Well, George Floyd already in handcuffs and they needed to put his knee. Oh,
1: yeah, because carbon monoxide, it usually takes 70 hours to get killed from carbon monoxide. But they want to say that was the one of the causes of him dying right there because he was right next to the exhaust. I'm tired of this. Oh, he had an underlying condition. He had this and this and that. Well, guess what? The underlying condition wouldn't have popped up if a motherfucker did not have his knee on his neck.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Common sense, people. God, I'm so sick of people. See, that's why I'm. That's why i getting these little Facebook debates on, on like you do, because I, because it's stupid, it's pointless. Because motherfuckers just want to spout dumb shit.
0: Hot take.
1: I'm listen, man. Y'all, be, I'm, I'm. Y'all better. I hope a lot of people listen to this today. Hope a lot of people listen to this episode. This shit is dumb. Come at me. I'm on Facebook. He'll tag me in it. If you got something to say me. Come say it to me, please. If I'm wrong, let me know. Okay.
0: Okay. So we'll let them know. (laughs) Let them know, America. No. (laughs) Um
1: Jonathan putting a beat, established in 2017. I'm right here. Portable, California, slash Bakersfield. I'm right here.
0: Still standing.
1: Yep. Still standing. But what I'm trying to say is in those incidences, I just don't like how people like listen. And, And let me preface this by saying I support the troops. I support the cops. I do. Like I said, I just earlier said that the firefighters don't get enough credit. I support everything that goes on. But I'm also a black man at the end of the day, and I ain't stupid. So it's, it's, it's BLM for me. It's support the troops. And it's, I, what is it called? Support the blue line? Respect the blue line? The blue line whatever. Whatever the cops Back, back, back the, blue. the blue line. I, I do that all. But at the end of the day, BLM is first because I'm still a black man at the end of the day. So. But yeah, so, and, and then the, the police officer and the military
0: guy, that was an interesting situation as well. I, ha, I heard, I, I was I've a seen it, a Sergeant, a Sergeant. Yeah, I saw something about, I didn't really look into that we'll, we'll story. We'll talk about the next week. We'll talk about the next oh. week. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So basically, uh, so yeah, so
1: that's basically national news. We will get... You know what? We need to have a special episode where we talk about all the police stuff, and we go through every single we go through the ones, and we have a little short set. That's what we need to do. That's what we're gonna do. We'll talk about later.
0: So, Egg, we'll see yeah. Anna Murray on. Tell yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, entertainment news. So now, people, we're gonna go to entertainment news. Um, I just want to ask my co-host about because it's the guy Kevin Samuel. We all know about um, um, what's his name? Jackson? No, Derek Jackson. You heard about Derek Jackson, right? put you up on we'll talk about that later so kevin samuels is a, is a relationship guru who's getting a lot of back claps because how he talks to women that go on the show he basically tells women he backs it up with facts and it's mostly black women about how they want to find a man who's making six figures but they also want this different type of man they want the, they have all these expectations but they're not fulfilling so my question was how do you feel about relationship gurus and, and and those type of people like how do you feel about them do you feel like they're legit or do you feel like they're full of shit, basically. Well,
0: listen, like, I, I saw Hitch at one point, too. I saw Will Smith, you know. He was the kind of love doctor. He could get, get you with the woman of your dreams, right? He could show you how to be a player, for mm-hmm. sure, all mm-hmm. that. I don't know that that's real life, though. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times what you'll see with these relationship gurus, it's interesting, is a lot of them are single. A lot of them haven't really had successful relationships. See, they
1: talk about Kevin Samuels. This has been divorced two times, I think, or three times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so see, that's interesting. He, he's got some divorces behind him. Maybe that's life experience. I mean, we were talking a little bit about how, you know, I could come to you sometimes and say, oh, man, I'm dealing with this what 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 should I do and you're like, "Oh man, I've been there, I've been there, young one, you know help mm-hmm. help out that's that's possible i I can see that, but these aren't licensed uh you know relationship psychologists, these aren't people that have gone to school for it. These are just people gauging their life experience off of you know and giving you advice, which advice is good, but don't take it as a prescription. don't take it as um sound exactly what you're supposed to do because listen, everyone's life experience is different. I mean, we were just talking about how if you're if the cops behind you, you might be sweating a little bit. Whereas if the cops behind me, I'm like, eh, whatever. Exactly. You're not sweating. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, everyone has a different life experience. So I don't think that these gurus can necessarily give advice to that will work for everyone. You know, maybe they might work for some people, maybe in some situations. But especially if they've been in failed relationships, the relationships, period, just take work. You know, they take both parties coming together and wanting to. uh, And when you add too many people in the mix, too many counselors, too many this and that, I don't know that that's helpful in every situation. Exactly.
1: All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. I just wanted to get your take on it. So uh, I guess uh, there's another episode of the Putnam Beat. Um, we'll be back next Sunday with another, we'll be back, but we're also going to do, we're also going to have another segment drop in the middle of the week possibly. Um, so look forward to that. And we'll have, be back with our regular episode on Sunday and Hey, I got nothing else. I'm Jonathan Ogus.
0: I'm Austin Slater. Oh, and be on the lookout for that, uh, that announcement coming up where you can get a chance to win a uh, $25 gift card uh, to Chingon's Tacos, and um, yes, yeah, we 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 will keep that up on the on the Facebook page. Until then, this has been the Putnam Beat. Peace. Peace.